Hello, friends. We are here on this most amazing journey. A journey down such an amazing awakening in our soul and in our spirit. God is a good God. He's an amazing God. And I hope that this podcast will reach the ones that need to be reached. I hope this podcast will fill your soul with joy and gladness. And I hope that we will learn more about Jesus Christ through his love. Go ahead and open up a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will just lead me to do and say the right things. For this is the day the Lord has made. Lord, guide me. Lead me. thing 158% Lord you are amazing you are kind you are just and you are still thank you Jesus for everything you're about to do for us and for this broadcast in the mighty, mighty, holy, holy name of Jesus. Doesn't it come so sweet, so amazing? Hope. That's what this is all about. It's giving you hope each and every day in your life. And as we go through this journey, friends, Your soul will stir and your heart will fill with joy. We are going to learn how to cope with everyday situations. And we're going to learn to let go and let God 
move in a mighty way. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you're about to do. Isn't God good? God is so good. He's so amazing. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Pastor, Lead Pastor, Reverend Jeremy Nittler. And he's going to be bringing the first part of the podcast. And then I will be the last part. And we do have others that will join at a later time but they weren't able to do the podcast this week. Anyways, without further ado, here is Pastor Reverend Jeremy Nittler. Hey guys, Pastor Jeremy here, your Church Without Walls. Welcome to Finding Hope. Um, I just want to share a story about um, how how I found hope um, in Jesus Christ. So... You know, I've been going to church most of my life, and um, I've been a Christian since I was 13 years old. I got saved at False Creek um, Baptist Camp and um, gave my life to Jesus. Um, But the reason I gave my life to Jesus at camp is because I didn't want to go to hell. And you know, the sum of my Christianity... Uh, I would say I started off having a good relationship with Jesus and then, um, you know, religion, religion took its place over time. And what I mean by that is when I first became a Christian, 
you know, I thought that people who had been Christians longer than me could teach me how to be a better Christian because they've been a Christian longer than me. Um, but my love for Jesus slowly began to be replaced by um, behavior, you know, because, you know, I was taught and I thought and I believed the lie made the agreement that um, my behavior is what pleased God. You know, whether I had good behavior or bad behavior, whether I sinned or I didn't sin, or if I did things a certain way or didn't do things a certain way, you know, and that kind of crept in. And, you know, it sounds biblical, um, but it's really, it's really not. You know, Jesus, Jesus really only gave us two commandments, um, to love God and to love our neighbor. And he said all of the law and the prophets are uh, hinge on those two things. Uh, but also, you know, I got to the point where, well, I was also taught in church that our behavior and our performance is what determines on how blessed we are by God. And so, um, so it became, instead of, you know, my relationship with God being out of my love for God, my relationship with God was about what God could do for me. And instead of seeking God's approval, I was seeking others' approval. You know, I was seeking my wife's approval, my children's approval, my parents' approval, my pastor's approval. I was seeking approval from everyone. And so, um, you know, when my, when my marriage, marriages, plural, um, were on the rocks and, you know, fell through, you know, I was, I was mad at God, but I later came to realize that, you know, I just married who I wanted to marry and I didn't consult God. And, and so, but I, but I did marry who I would say the church wanted me to marry because, you know, the church would tell me to marry a woman, to meet a woman in church, um, to serve together, to tithe together, things like that, pray together family that does all that, family that prays together stays together. You know, there were all these slogans in church. Well, it didn't work out the first time. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I just married the wrong woman. So I did the exact same thing again. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. The second time it was a lot worse. You guys that have been divorced twice can can relate to me and say, you know, you start making those agreements about, you know, you're unlovable, you're not worthy, you have all this guilt about what you did wrong. Um, but yeah, I was mad at God. I actually thought God didn't love me. I made that agreement because, you know, I had been taught in the church that, um, you know, if I'm serving God, he's going to love me. And if he loves me, he's going to bless me the way that I want him to bless me. And that's not how God operates, guys. Um, God wants to get us to a point where we realize that all we need is him. All we need is his love. But it's not just coming to Jesus. It's going through Jesus to get to the Father. And I didn't realize that before. We need, we need fathering from our Heavenly Father. And that was something that was missing uh, from my Christian walk is I was never really taught that before that, you know, the verse says, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one gets to the Father except through me. And so the point is not to get to Jesus. The point is to go through Jesus to the Father. And so the first time I got invited to 
uh, Wild at Heart, which is also known as True North in Oklahoma. The first time I went to Wild at Heart in Colorado, um, I realized that for the first time. Um, I got more out of four days of that than I did out of 30 years of church. And uh, what, I what I received there was the true gospel. Um, the true gospel, and we're already almost out of time, but the true gospel is Jesus said he came to heal the broken heart, set the captives free, and release the prisoners from their chains. The gospel of his church was, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior so you don't go to hell. And, and the problem with that is, you know, you, you're just striving instead of thriving. But we'll talk more about this next time. Um, on finding hope. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you. And welcome to our first podcast called Finding Hope. You know, we all go through life wandering around this world and without purpose and without meaning until we find something called hope. You ever get that feeling deep down inside you that no matter what is happening in your life, at that very moment, you can still be grateful and thankful because you know there is a better time to come in your life. Romans 8:24 For we are saved by hope, and hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? Deep down inside all of us, we have something in us that makes us want to be better and gives us that boost of energy to be the better version of ourself. We all want to dig deeper and find that version of ourself, but there are forces that are always working to stop us from getting there. Friends, we must be able to recognize those forces and learn to destroy them with our mind and our thoughts. If we look into a mirror, we see an image of ourself. But did you know that most of us do not see the same person as others do? This is because there is a force against our beauty within and the image we should see and the image that we are blinded by is a trick from the dark force jeremiah 29:11 says for i know the thoughts that i think toward you saith the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an unexpected end. So friends, where does our day mostly start? When you look into a mirror and we begin to judge ourself and criticize ourself because we don't look perfect today? Friends, I'm here to tell you we will never be perfect as long as we are here on this earth and dealing with an earthly body. The dark force will always tell us lies in that mirror because he wants us to go into this world unprepared and afraid 
of what others think about you. He wants to steal the fact that we were made in the image of God, and he does not like that. He wants to break your spirit down before you even walk out those doors to face your day. We are all looking for peace, love, and happiness throughout our life at some point. We have to dig very deep to understand that hope is not given to us automatically. Friends, we have to work very hard to keep hope in our mind and spirit because there are forces trying to tear it down each and every day. Hope starts out small as a child. When you are in a basketball free throw contest at school, and when you tell your parents that you hope you win the contest, or you hope you win a spelling bee at school, we've all had hope, and we've all had hope crushed. And at that very moment, we lost a piece of ourself. Hope is hanging on to something greater because we are holding on to dreams in our mind that have not happened yet, but can happen if we put the effort and time to make that happen. The definition of hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Psalm 62.5 My soul, wait thou only upon the Lord, for my expectation is from Him. Expectation is hope. Friends, we fight battles and demons each and every day. You may not know it, but you do, because if you get that feeling of any expectation or desire for something to happen, and then a force has changed that desire or feeling. This is our small battles and demons that are trying to take away your hope every day. We will sometimes listen to words like, you're ugly, you're too fat, you have blemishes, your hair is not perfect, your makeup is too dark, you're too old, you're single and alone. Psalm 33:18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. When you agree with these thoughts, there is a spiritual battle taking place within you. Hope is hard to find for many of us because we lost it at an early age. We lost it through a teacher, a brother, sister, mother, or father. Hope is a feeling or expectation of something deep down inside of us. Our hope is crushed at an early stage in our life because the enemy does not want you to grow and be the best version of 
yourself. The hope we have to work so hard to find is covered by lies and deception from the enemy. Friends, we must learn to tear down those blocks the enemy has placed in our mind and fill them with positive thoughts and break down that barrier that the enemy has placed in our minds at an early age. We all are looking for hope, and it's a part of us, and gives us a dream. I remember a story in my mind that I could remember hoping that my mother would bring back certain items from the store. Laminations 324 says, The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. Going back to that story about my mother, I was filled with excitement when she came home with the bags, and I found myself hoping that she got what I asked for. I was like a kid in a candy shop, could hardly sit still and pace in the floors and waiting to see the things she bought and looking and hoping for those items I wanted. Aren't we all excited by hope and dreams? Psalms 135 says, I wait for the Lord, my so doeth wait, and in his word do I hope. Friends, why let the enemy win and crush your hope each day you wake up? He is trying to crush not only hope, but your dreams. We are just beginning to unpack this and we will find new ways to find hope through Jesus Christ and with the help of the Holy Spirit guiding us to be the best version of ourself on this earth. Until next time, friends, God bless.